is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode 81 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita, and I have the pleasure today of being joined by Elizabeth Campa. She is a registered rep with Northwestern Mutual. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? Good morning, Mike. I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm not going to break down the fourth wall here like a Deadpool movie, but sometimes it's morning, (laughs) sometimes it's afternoon. Maybe we recorded this at 6 a.m. Maybe we recorded it at 4 in the afternoon. Nobody knows. We don't know when it's going to air, but yes, good morning. It is nice to, it's nice to see you finally be able to catch up with you and talk a little bit about your business. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Good Neighbor podcast, but I like to just let people know what we are, what we're about, and like why we do this. So back in 2020, during social distancing here in Florida, a guy down in Southwest Florida started the Good Neighbor podcast as a way for business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, people that have business in the community to be able to get their message out and kind of inform residents and different groups of what they had going on and what they were doing. And over the last three years, the Good Neighbor podcast has evolved into a national Oh, my, my my video just went out for a second. We are in um, dozens of cities all over the United States, and I'm the person here, fortunate enough, in Tampa that gets to talk to businesses and business owners and people who work with clients in the community. So with all that said, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I, um, as a business owner, I um, inspire and push people to care about to push people to think about um, how they can live a fulfilled life um, beyond what they currently imagine. I also um, really have a passion for helping to educate people so that they can live their life by design and not by default. So how long have you been, how how long have you had this passion to do this type of work? Yeah, so I actually have been in was in banking for 16 years and eight of those I was a branch manager. So really have a passion for helping people being a resource. And as a branch manager in banking, I noticed that a lot of people weren't saving for their future and they were working, 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 but they didn't have a goal of what they were working towards. So my goal is to help create that plan and that path so that they can make it through retirement, not just to retirement. Yeah, there's a whole lot of factors that factor into that for people, right? Like Americans are living longer. The cost of living is going up. So what someone, you know, there, there's a lot of people that live the American dream that ultimately ends up being have a giant mortgage, max out my credit cards, have two giant car payments, and don't save anything for retirement. I mean, that's kind of a lot of what happens nowadays. But with all the different changes that are going on, you might say, hey, look, I need a million dollars to retire at 65. But with the cost of living and living longer, that million might need to be 1.5 million just to live uh, uh, the life that you're accustomed to living. So um, mm-hmm. how do you deal with from a standpoint of do you use like an asset allocation type platform to be able to like look at somebody and say, hey, they're in their 20s. I might use a certain asset allocation for them versus someone in their 30s, 40s and 50s. Yeah. So the first thing that I do is I sit down to really understand clients' goals and their needs. 
um, and do a true holistic planning approach. Um, find out what maybe they've already done with a previous employer or their current employer and just help walk through. A lot of people aren't aware of how their company benefits work. Um, mm-hmm. So I love to be able to educate so they're aware of how those company benefits work. And then as well as what else is available out there to really help make that strategic plan based on what that client's goals are when they're looking to retire in those retirement dollars. Because like you said, Mike, we know that cost of living, we're living longer, it's going up. So we want to make sure that we can get through retirement, not be forced to have to go back to work um, because we didn't properly plan for our future. So when you were a young lady playing on the playground or playing with dolls or kickball or dodgeball or whatever you were doing as a young woman in school, did you always want to work in a financial background or did you have hopes and dreams to be an opera singer or go on American Idol and then just kind of fell into this? Was this the backup plan or was this always the plan? So I've always loved financing. Um, I think it comes my mom when I was young used to be a bank teller. She's now been an RN for 30 plus years, but oh, wow. really love being around. I had a little cash register when I was younger, um, would sell all odd things to be a business owner and could have money to go to the mall and um, just have money um, to just be able to do things with my friends. Growing up, I have a passion for horses, loved I had a horse, really wanted to be a jockey, but then I got too tall to be a jockey. So yeah. I you don't look like you're four foot 11. So yes. Yeah, so, uh, so once I hit over that mark, I decided, I guess, financing, we're going to stick with my little cash register and cool. continue to grow. So what would you say now you've been in, in finance for you know, almost two decades of doing this. What would you say when you when you know whether it's in the banking side of it or now what you're doing here with helping people to plan for their future and their retirement? What is a, a big misconception that you get from people? Like, do they come into you and just think, "Hey, I'm going to give you this money, um, and this is how it's going to grow"? Or like, I mean, a, a big thing that people talk about are these uh, what do they call the IULs, like these uh, these insurance policies that just generate cash. And I, you know, what's a misconception or something that you need to really educate people when they come in that they don't quite understand? Yeah, so a lot of people think um, because they've heard that planning is going to cost them a lot of money to really understand um, what's important for their future. So I always like my clients to know that there is no cost to sit down and have that conversation and set up a plan for themselves. So a lot of times they think it's going to be really expensive um, to just sit down and create that plan. And there actually is no cost. So that's the biggest misconception. Um, uh, Also, a lot of people um, are scared because they don't understand how even their company benefits work. So they don't even know what questions to ask. So I really try to sit down with clients, make them feel comfortable, open up, explain what I've done with my plans, what I show people my plans. So they're aware and then it gets them to really open up and ask those questions and make sure that they feel comfortable. Because a lot of times I don't know why in our society money is taboo. Um, A lot of people. It's the biggest taboo. 
and want to talk about it, but we will talk about everything else under the sun. But I think learning from each other, especially my dad's an entrepreneur. So being able to learn and grow, if somebody's doing amazing and how did they get there? Like find out, be like them, support each other. Yep. So, you know, it's funny is, so a little bit of background, not me personally, I spent 20 years in corporate America. Uh, My last job before I, I, opened an ad agency, was the director of international annuities for an offshore annuity company. Um, so I spent a lot of time in finance. And and that was kind of the question about the asset allocation. A long time ago, I mean, it's changed a lot since I did it. I'm, I'm pretty old at this point. But we used to use asset allocation classes to determine by age, savings amount, income level, how to kind of create these sort of like dummy proof portfolios that people could use. And it would be, if you're in your twenties, it was a lot of equities and stocks and very little bonds. And as you aged, it would kind of morph into something a little more balanced. And as you got older, it would become more income generating type of investments or whatever. So the big thing though, I worked for a woman when I was 20 years old. So this is, you know, a hundred years ago. And she was the nicest lady. She taught me so much. And she said, you know, you're dealing with people's money. Money is the single biggest taboo. People will tell you who they've slept with, what they like to drink, what type of drugs they do. They will tell you all of it. But when it comes to money, they're guarded and they they protect it and they don't get into it so much. So you have to handle people very gently when you do that. And that's kind of one of the things you're talking about. That discovery meeting that you're having with your clients, there's got to be that trust. There has to be, you know, and listen, you probably see it, right? Does, do you feel like when you're meeting with somebody that they're divulging everything? Yep. And sometimes um, I have a portfolio, a Rolodex of contacts because I will be asked certain things and it's nice to be able, even though that's not my realm, I'm able to say, well, here's a few um, individuals that I know that I could refer you to because I do stuff. hear a lot. Yep. So, so let me ask you this. You already talked about, you know, wanting to be a jockey. What else do you do for fun when you are not meeting with families and working on their investments in their future? What is, what does Elizabeth go and do to check out and do get uh, some pleasure outside of the office? Well, I love to travel. Um, Traveling is huge. I love to be immersed in other cultures um, and really get to learn. Um, I love food too. So being able to travel, explore new cultures, explore um, the food. And I love to also go hiking and be with nature. Um, Just beautiful. We have so many beautiful national parks in the U.S., Um, International is my passion, but I also like to do things here in the U.S., take some local trips and just go up hiking. Um, Also really enjoy live music. And anytime there's like a festival for food or music, um, you'll find me there with my friends hanging out. Okay, so question number one off of that. What's the most recent trip you've taken? Where to? So the most recent one was um, to Portugal. Uh, I went with four of my girlfriends. So there was five of us total. Um, we started in. Uh, and the nobody, got, nobody got arrested. You didn't need any bail nope. money in Portugal. Nope, All right, we were good. We were five good girls. I uh, just wanted to drink some port wine and go see the, the vineyards over there. Okay, so um, you enjoyed Portugal. It was fun. How long were you there for? A uh, week. 
and then I went and broke off with one of my girlfriends and we went to Spain and she's from England. So got to go see her family in England. Oh, good. So you got to see a little bit of Western Europe. So um, second question, what's a recent concert you've been to? Most recently, um, no, no. And it actually was Dave Matthews band out in West Palm. Um, So I really enjoyed. Are you a big Dave Matthews fan? I'm not a huge Dave Matthews, but one of my best friends, her and her sister are. And it's just fun to be around again, a good group of people. And you're about more of the energy um, there. So I will tell you, I I recently, I went to see Rob Zombie at the fairgrounds this past weekend. Um, So my voice is just coming back, but I did see Dave Matthews once a long time ago and it was seriously the worst concert I had ever been to. Like he didn't play certain songs that were his hits. He played his arrangements to the music weren't like his normal arrangement. Like he re like, so the whole thing was just a bad experience, but I get the crowd. The crowd at the Dave Matthews concert is very entertaining. So what I love is he always plays a different set, no matter what it is. So you just might have caught it off on an when he was missing two of his biggest hits. Yeah, great. That's what I I I want to go see all the B sides at a day match. Like I'm that's not why I'm paying money for the ticket. But last question is give us so what part of what part of town? You're in like the Temple Terrace area, or is that where your office is? Where where do you kind of generally live? I can help anyone throughout the whole U.S. That's not what um, I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> but I'm here in uh, Carrollwood, right? Okay, in so Canada. you're in Carrollwood. So tell me a restaurant that you've recently been to. You said you love to eat. What is your go-to? Like me, pizza. I can eat pizza every day of the week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help my waistline. But pizza or steak, I could do that. What is your go-to meal? And what's a recent place you've been to? I only know one place in Carrollwood that I've ever been to and my meat cooked on a plate at the table. It was on like some hot stone thing. That's the only place I've ever been in Carrollwood. Hmm. Now you're really making me think because. Where's the last place you went to eat with friends? You're drinking my, wine. My go-to spot is in, in Carrollwood. Okay. It's so that's not to be in Carrollwood. Where's, where's your spot? Um, it's called Bella's uh, Italian restaurant, um, right on Howard there. Uh, they have the best, um, it's called the tray fungi, um, pizza. It's with no sauce. And I think I've been there. It's so good with a nice glass of wine. Ooh. Is there a parking garage behind it? Is it have um, a rooftop? Does it have a rooftop bar too? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's oh. one of the most uh, the oldest Italian restaurants. I got I got to check it out. See, I selfishly like to do this podcast for business owners, but when people tell me they like to eat, now I have to grill and find out where the places are you <laughs> eat so that I can go have add it to my restaurant list. Yeah, so, I always like to try new restaurants, but that's my go-to place with a good glass of wine cuz it's all fresh made uh, Italian. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I went to a place in off of Howard it was really good. I can't even remember what I had. It's been so long ago. Um, but uh, I just remember it being delicious. And I, I've got to go. I think it was like a, it was like a gnocchi dish. Or no, it was like a tortellini, but with like pears in it and stuff. It was so incredibly good. I, I can't even remember the name of the place. I'd have to look it up on a map to figure it out. And I ordered it with the girl I was dating at the time. And she ate an extra piece of it. And I was very, very upset that she ate the rest of it off the plate. And I had, I didn't get enough to eat. But 
And then I tried ordering another one of the dishes and they were out. Like we got the literally the last dish. She got the oh, last piece. No. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, I want to kill you. So, don't mess with um, my food. So yeah, don't touch my food. I mean, come on, look at me. I'm like an I'm like an ogre. So all right, so we got that down. We know what you do for fun. Explain, explain to people that are listening to this to understand a little bit of your story. Have you had an, a time in your life where you ran into an obstacle, a challenge, something where you were like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And somehow or another, you turned it around to be able to you know, galvanize yourself and come out the other side successful. Yeah. So making the big leap, being going from corporate America, knowing that's all I know, um, and being able to really empower myself uh, to be a business owner, um, having a lot of grit um, to continue to keep going. I get it from my parents, um, my dad being a business owner. So I took a leap of faith in, in myself and with my company. And I'm so happy that I did. I can also proudly announce um, I am the second female in my Tampa Bay area that has um, hit a huge milestone of helping 60 clients in their first year um, and the second female to do that. So it, we know it's a male-dominated industry in financial services, um, mm -hmm. but really proud and excited. The last time was 19 years ago. So, Wow, good for you. That's great. What um, you, you mentioned your dad being an entrepreneur multiple times. What do you want to shout out? Like, what kind of businesses does he do? Like, does he own, is he like a small business owner or what does he do for a living? Yeah. So he actually owns his own construction company. I'm from New Hampshire originally. He's still okay. up there. Exciting. They're moving down here at the end of the sure. year. They're finally sure. retiring. Um, and they're going to move to the Carrollwood area to be somewhere close to you? Actually, Cape Coral. So um, okay. they're building a house out there. So it's nice because they're um, not too far away um, and be able to go down and visit on the weekend. It's a reasonable but car ride. Exactly. Then yeah. getting on a plane. Um, right. So I also help a lot of business owners because of my dad's space, understanding how business owners think they have right. to create their own benefits. Um, so that's really my niche in my market is helping business owners create their retirement plan for themselves. They're too busy working. They don't think right. about it. That was actually my next question would be like, what is the one thing? So like, what is the one thing that separates you from others? So you would say that it's dealing with small business owners who are running their operation and need to set up, like if they have anywhere from two to 25 employees, how do they set up the right 401k plan? And how do they set up, you know, the benefits packages and how do they fund all that and do all that? That's kind of your niche. Yes. And also making sure that they're besides helping their employees, because we want to keep employee retention, that they're setting themselves up with something right. because they're out there working, grinding, making the money, but they may not even have a plan for themselves. So making sure that they're taking care of, right. especially if they have a business partner as well, that they're both protected. So we're, we'll include all this when we post the podcast and we'll list all this information, but if I am a small business owner listening to this and I am looking for someone to help me set up my retirement, help with my employee retention by having a, a creative, solid benefits package for all the things that they need, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it your website, your phone number, carrier pigeon? How do they get you? 
Um, not the the flying pony. Um, no, or, but... I was going to say a raven, but that's a Game of Thrones reference. I don't know if that would even work, but <laughs> there, we could send a raven. So I do have a QR code that can be scanned um, with all my contact information. Awesome. Um, but my direct telephone number is 603-231-4218. And you could also email me at elizabeth.campa at nm.com. So, folks, if you're listening to this, don't be thrown off by the New Hampshire 603 area code. Call call Elizabeth, 603-231-4218, elizabeth.campa, that's K-A-M-P-A at NW.com, right? N-M. N-M, sorry, N-W. I'm, I'm thinking N-W, N-W-M, but N-M.com. Um, and she can help you get your business going, get help you get your investments on track and plan for the future. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.